Success stories and interviews with game changers and thought leaders who have overcome both in life and in business. Welcome to Vertical Momentum. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Vertical Momentum. I am your host, Richard Kaufman, also known as the Comeback Coach. Guys, you know I love to have thought leaders and game changers come on the show. And this young lady, I am so proud to have come on the show. Uh, we've been friends for a while, but finally I get to talk to her, and I'm so humbled and grateful. But guys, I want to thank our sponsors, a Warfighters Garden. They're actually a, a company that's a, a nonprofit that first responders, EMTs, EMS that are struggling with PTSD and traumatic brain injuries. They actually um, have gardens where they can go in, grow food, get their hands in the dirt, and actually find a little bit of peace. So check out a Warfighter's Garden. Guys, like I said, this is going to be fun, but it's going to be very teaching. As you guys know, I love my female veterans. So I'm so proud to have Yurka come on. How are you doing today? Hi. Hi. Thank you for having me in your podcast. Uh, how, how are you today? I'm doing very well. You've been so uh, busy. I know. <laughs> Sometimes uh, I set uh, goals for myself, but I it also helped me because I sell when I when I push myself, right? So okay. sometimes I'm uh, I set <laughs> goals that seem impossible <laughs> to meet, and but actually I most of the time I make them happen, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, I mean you're everywhere, and you know, um, like I said, we've been connected for a while, and I finally get a chance to talk to you. I'm so happy and grateful. Thank you. So talk to us, you know, where are you originally from and what kind of little girl were you? I think her phone locked, so we're going to try to get her to unlock her phone so it doesn't mute. There we go. Now I can hear you. All right. Sorry about that. No, so, you. so where where are you from and what kind of little girl were you? So I'm from, um, I'm from Cuba. I actually grew up in Cuba. Uh, I was um, all the way up to 18. And... I was kind of a little outcast uh, because oh, my family um, decided to leave Cuba since I was four years old. So due to that, I was a little shy and a little, you know, I live in the world of books. But, um, so you, you know, read a lot of books? You were a big, a big reader? Yes, they used to they used to call me the bookworm because there was I probably read about ten books on a day, and but it opened up my mind right to 
all the things I could do and all the things, I, all the places I could travel to. Um, it was an, an amazing place to be. And so what is Cuba like? Cuba? Yeah. Cuba is a beautiful place. And I'm sorry about the noise in the background. Um, it's okay. Uh, Cuba, Cuba is a beautiful country. Is is it has so many? Um, the view is amazing. Anywhere you see water, and it's a mix between the old and the new because we still got all our buildings um, from, you know, the Spanish era. And actually, Havana is supposed to be um, a patrimonial of the, of the world um, because of the old buildings. So you can see all that architecture, and and then you have the Cuban humor and the Cuban. Um, you know, we we kind of take stuff, um, all the hardships that we live, with a joke, right? With humor, and and, and that's a way to cope. And there's a lot of music involved. There's a lot of um, people try to stay happy. So that's a positive side. But then, of course, we have all the hardships and we got all the political tension. Um, that, And that's where I was a little outcast. Uh, because, you know, once your family decides to leave, uh, then you're not considered uh, a good person to be around. So who did you stay with? I stayed with my family, with my with my parents, my parents and my little brother. Um, you know, the, we lived together. We were lucky enough to live together uh, when I was 18. So what was it like coming to the United States? Did you speak the language? <clears throat> well, I studied English in Cuba. Uh, of course, I didn't speak it very well. Uh, I could read it, but the the only thing is, uh, I studied British English, and so for me to speak, you know, I, I tried to ask for water, and people will understand because I was asking for water, and like, what the heck is that? <laughs> so I, I had a little adjustment. Now I did join the military like a year later, and that definitely you know, help me uh, integrate a lot faster and learn English. Um, of course, you know, uh, 25 years later, I still, um, you know, working on my accent. Um, now, what made you want to join the military? <laughs> um, well, <laughs> I, uh, I was kind of in a break between a school, you know, a school break and and a job break. And I was at home and I saw a commercial. And, you know, they have all these army soldiers marching and, and just, you know, with rifles. And it was pretty awesome. So I called, I made a call. And I've always been attracted to the military, of course, in Cuba because all the... Uh, political things that wasn't a a possibility for me, you know. I didn't agree with it. I come from a family. My 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 father was actually in the military before Fidel. 
and my great 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 I don't know how many great grandfather actually was an independent fighter against the Spaniards. So I wow. guess it's in my blood. <laughs> yeah. So what what did you do in the, in the in the army? My first job, I was a cook. Um, I was a cook for the first uh, four years I have, and but then once I decided to go back in, uh, the second time around, uh, they gave me uh, they let me be a a ninety two Yankee a supply uh, specialist. And I stick to that. And, you know, I really enjoy being in the logistic field. And so I pretty much, after those four years, that's all I've been, I did for a long time. Now, how many, until I decided to get out. How many years did you do in the military? <laughs> I did a lot. Now, it's not an easy answer because I did 13 years active duty, one year National Guard, about seven to eight on the reserve. Then I stay around for another five years as a DOD with the Army and also another five years a contractor with the Army, doing the same job. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, so did, you, probably... did you retire from the military? No, because I only did 13 years active duty. Uh, so I wasn't lucky enough to retire. Um, I wish I would have sometimes, but, you know, it wasn't in the cards. Well, you know what? Now, I think God had another plan for you. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, the step that we take in life um, kind of guide you on what you're supposed to be doing. So... Um, because, you know, we, we were a part of a couple groups together, you know, success engineers with Robert Garcia. Um, we were part of the Vetrepreneur tribe. So what made you want to become a Vetrepreneur or a veteran entrepreneur? Well, I always flirted with the idea of being an entrepreneur, um, I did real estate. I wanted to open a coffee shop. But I, I never, you know, while I was in the military, it was kind of hard because I move a lot. Uh, I think I've been in more than 15 places in my whole military career. So I did move all the time. You know, my, my brother, he's, he's also in the Army, and he's been in the same place for like 10 years. So he's been looking enough to settle. Um. So it was kind of hard. But then when I got out the military uh, completely, you know, I was, I went back to school and because that was the first time I could actually use my benefits. And while I was getting ready for, for you know, taking the next job, thinking of going back in the, at, in the military world in some kind of way, probably as a, as a government employee, I, you know, I had a class project, and that class project in part inspired me to let's make it happen. Let's 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 go for it. Now, um, were you also now because I know that you're a mom and you have a beautiful family. So talk to us a little bit about your family too. Hmm. Well, my family, my kids, uh, I try to get them involved as much as I can uh, without making a hardship. Because 
what I uh, what I like to do is inspire them to think on their own and potentially be entrepreneurs later on as well. Um, so, but I do ask for the help, and they help me. They like to draw, so I had them help me with cover sheets and stuff like that, or uh, you know, ask them op- their opinion because they're better. At, uh, you know, they had a better idea uh, for design that I do. Um, so, and that way, I tried them to be involved. Um, How many kids do you have? I had two teenagers. Okay. Yeah. Now, how hard is it when you first started, you know, because I know, like, my wife, you know, she's my my, my bride. Um, you know, without my wife, this house doesn't run. Um, so how is it being a mom and also an entrepreneur at the same time? That's got to be pretty rough sometimes. Yeah, it can be. Now, because my kids are teenagers, and and we've been traveling the world <laughs> all over our life. They really, you know, once we came back to Miami, they really, uh, they they wanted to to settle for a little a little bit. Uh, they wanted to stay in one place long enough. So that's how I was able to go to school, and you know, and kind of pair school with with being entrepreneur so I was working at school I was working on my business at the same time to maximize the time as well um yeah so what kind of business did you start I I started with an e-commerce uh a store basing on a product the heart-shaped umbrella and then you know it has been evolving since I started I keep doing that. So what made you think, all right, let me sell an umbrella? Because I love I love the umbrella and I especially love the red ones, by the way. That's my favorite that's my favorite color. So so what made you want to start selling umbrellas? Well, I needed to pick a project, right? And I found this heart shaped umbrella and I was in Japan. I actually have a samurai sword as an umbrella that I brought from Japan. Um, that have my my paper bamboo uh, umbrella that is from Japan. I went to Europe, where you know London. An umbrella is is a fashion style. It's something that you add and you you express yourself uh, with a type of umbrella that you have. You know, and umbrellas can go from five dollars to a thousand dollars or more, depending on the style on on what I want. So that I had all that already, uh, that idea what an umbrella was supposed to be, and I love, I love what it could, you know, what it could be. But I also, I'm very much into symbols. Um, I love what it means. Right, uh, an umbrella is more than uh, it means shelter, right? It means uh, the people it shelter you from the from the storm. It shelter you from um, from the rain and and the elements, but it also can mean sheltering you from the storms of life. And when you have a heart shape, and that, and that was a heart shape. Heart shape is the is the universal symbol for love 
So I, I love the idea of having shelter and love together. And that's what that's what really made it for me. That sparked me to be creative to and used to keep evolving. And so it it was more about what it it mean, the possibilities than anything else. That's what I I like about it. You know. I, I love it and I love the name of your umbrella too. You know, it, it says everything about you. So now how did you become a a host of a TV show and a podcast? How did that all start? Well, when when COVID happened, you know, I was doing the e-commerce, right? I was doing that more umbrella and so everything crashed. Of course, people are looking into buying essentials and stuff. You know, that's why we had the toilet crisis, <laughs> toilet paper crisis. Um, so umbrellas weren't that essential anymore. So I went looking out for answers. I went looking out for um, learning opportunities and kind of the world slowed down enough for me to do that. So... I joined a couple of groups. One of them was a advanced you reach. And the whole time they were talking, um, there was like about 500 coaches on this group. And they're all talking about stages, stages. Uh, they needed stages. They needed to be a podcast. They needed to be on TV. They need to be in magazines. But also all these people, they're like, like amazing stories, right? They have so much value to give. And it seems like they wanted to have more, a bigger audience. So, and I'm kind of like an introvert, extrovert, and a mix of both. I decided, well, they need a stage and I need to do something. I need to do something different. So let's do a, let's start a podcast. So I did. I started a podcast and I started having conversations. Um, with a lot of these people and, you know, amazing speakers uh, that came in and, and they were on my show. And I love it. I, I love, because it's just having a conversation, but in a time where the world stopped and you can go um, to the corner to have a conversation because people are afraid, they wear a mask. Uh, this was a, a way to break that barrier. And up to these days, I'm actually friends with a lot of these people that I would have never know otherwise. And then next thing I know, I went to a TV show interview with Zamor Umbrella. Um, you know, my original business, I still keep going on until now. They, they interviewed me about it. And so I got to tell my story on this TV show. But I got very curious because I loved the idea. They were doing a screen. They were doing kind of similar to a podcast in a stranger. And I got to tell my story. And I'm like, well, you know, they're doing this. How are they doing this? So I got curious. And I started investigating. Next thing you know, they were calling me to do my own TV show. I'm like, okay, let's do it. Um, so that's how it came about. And now, but it is an opportunity and that's what I love about it. It's an opportunity to amplify everything that was already building, everything I was already doing, to make it even a bigger impact. Um, 
you know, because um, I get to set the story, I get to tell the story, and I get to choose what stories to tell, and 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 I want them to matter. I want them to be about organizations that are really already doing a change. They're doing doing something good in the world, and they're helping our veteran community. And you know, amplify the mission as much as I can. You know, because I, I'm so excited to be on your show today. I'm I'm really so grateful and thankful that you even asked me to come on your show. Um, and how did you come up with the name Founders Time? Because it was about founders, uh, about founders stories, about entrepreneurs. Because I think um, everybody has a story. Everybody has a story, and who better to tell than than you? Because you are really passionate about your why, right? Um, so that's that's what it was about. It it was about uh, helping them tell the story, have a conversation on why, and at the same time, inspire all the people that that want to start. But but sometimes you get tied down by doubts, uh, maybe the negativity around you, or you just don't know what the next step is, and you get lost. So there's a lot of information, but there's a lot of information out there. And sometimes choosing what is the next thing that you need to do is not a simple answer. So bringing people that already done it, that um, are already successful in their own way, um, and tell them some of the struggles and some of the resources that were useful to them, it can help a lot of other people, especially um, veteran entrepreneurs, uh, military or, or military spouses or, or, or veterans that are getting out of the military and now they just lose the purpose they had because, you know, when we're in the military, we always have a mission. We always have something uh, to do. But when you get out, you lose that. You lose that sense of community. You lose that purpose. And now you're trying to find what the next step. And sometimes entrepreneurship, I believe so, is the right answer. Because you get to you get to build um something, and you get to dictate the values, and you get to dictate um, the culture that sometimes we don't find in a, in a regular job because. I've done regular jobs, and it's very hard to adapt. I don't think it's the right answer for everybody. Uh, we have, a, a, especially the military, have a hard time transitioning to civilian war sometimes. You know, and I love that, you know, because um, now on my podcast, I have, I'm have i up to 250 episodes. Um, and I interviewed a lot of people. And, you know, usually when veterans get out of the military, they – they miss their, you know, they miss their, the camaraderie. They miss their, you know, they miss their teammates. And then they also don't have a mission. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you know, we're, if we're in the military for any amount of time, we get so used to on the first and the 15th and getting SGLI and all that stuff. And then like Sergeant First Class Nick said, you know, once you hit the streets, the military doesn't give a shit about you mm-hmm. and you have to start all over again. So what do you think 
the veterans are so much better at being entrepreneurs than employees. Well, first than anything, <laughs> I think from from the the beginning, uh, from day one, the military kind of you know break you out from all everything that you knew, and then they build you back up and they instill a sense of culture, and they teach you how to be resilient and how to. Um, you know, always have a purpose, always have a mission, get things done in this uh, shortest amount of time as possible. Be ready to go in 24 hours, always have a plan. So always in the move. And out of all those things, what those, what are no things that you going to have to do as an entrepreneur? I, I look at entrepreneurship and, and that's one of the things I do. I look at entrepreneurship as an obstacle course. But an obstacle course that I actually need to be on. Because you might have 10 plans. I guarantee you not a damn uh, that something's going to change and something you're going to have to adapt very quickly. That's something that the military uh, and the military uh, men, servicemen and women they know how to do so those skills translate to entrepreneurship and we and the other thing that we all attack to do is to continue on learning new skills to continue on on adapting and and you know you cannot stay in the same position because if you stay in the same position what happens you're out right yep so you need to grow. You don't have another choice. So, and that's what entrepreneurship offers you. Um, it's up to you to make it happen. It's up to you to keep growing and to keep learning and to be able to respond quick and make assessments and make decisions and the fly. And I love that. You know, now I see that there's a lot more women getting into entrepreneurship. And I think that's truly amazing. And I think it's awesome. But I also know that, um, you know, like I know my wife, she has certain skills that I do not have, where she has like an eighth or ninth sense, where if she knows something is off, it's pretty much pretty much going to be off 99.9% of the time. So... Do you see where do you see women in entrepreneurship in the next couple of years going? I think that's actually a very positive thing. Um, because yes, women and men are different in some ways. Um, I think we are more used uh, to do the nurturing and bring that with us, and anything that we do that that kind of um helps you know we already being mothers we already know what the pregnancy entails we already know how struggling to make sure that the kids are taken care of while you know you have to do other 20 other things at the same time so <laughs> that's pretty much the life of, of any mother so bringing that to um 
to any business, you're going to maximize your time. You're going to because you know that stuff needs to get done. And you need to still have time for your family and, and everybody else. Where, um, and, you know, I'm going to say all, all fathers are not the same, but it's, it's always kind of being a, a role. Um, so I think it's a, it's a bigger, um, a bigger area for the, for the woman. And also you talking about diversity because it's just about just even design thinking, like all the coding and all the computers, most of them were done by men. But what that means, you left, you're leaving out the woman out of the design thinking of products, of um, of a lot of stuff that's in the market that you didn't get the feedback of females. So bringing them in the in the workforce and having their input, being in the in the CEO shares, that's just gonna make a huge impact on our culture and our society. You know, and I totally agree because, you know, people don't realize that women make up almost 65 percent of the spending market. And I know in my house, my wife controls the checkbook because she's very good at it. She's very good financially. And I and it seems like now they're more they're doing a lot more marketing to women than they ever have before. So talk to us about what you're doing now. Um, I seen a post that you put out today. I'm very excited about it, about a book or something like that, uh, a guide. So please talk to us about that. The business guy launched. Um, so when I started my process as an entrepreneur, um, there was, like I said, there was a lot of information. I was at school at the time. And I keep going to all these conference, all these resources like SCORE, SDBC. They are very good resources. But it became a little bit too much. I still have three drawers full of papers that I don't want to throw away because I know they know they are important. Um, but it's hard to sort through all of those notes, right? So what I did was I started writing down everything. I started writing down the way that we know how to do in the military, kind of like an SOP style, uh, standard operation. And I knew what to do. What was the next step? Well, when I was done, I had a book. And a book that I continued to write uh, because, you know, the, the journey as an entrepreneur, I never stopped. And... But then I went. I decided, and every and every chapter of this huge book was its own book. So I released the first one uh, as the, actually as a accredited video course for school and uh, and a book bundle that tell you, okay, you want you have an idea and you want to start. You want to get incorporated, what do you need to do? You want to go get your IN number, where you have to go. So make it easier so you don't have to waste time on all the admin. You just go, get it done, come back, get it done. 
not working your actual idea because that's what you started for. You started to work on the, all the things that need to get done and get lost and potentially get scanned because even a lot of the stuff is free. Um, like you're supposed to get an I number from the IRS and you can get that for free. But I know a lot of people that end up paying $300 for the same thing because there's a there's a website that is charging you $300. They look exactly at the IRS. But because you don't know and you got so many things to get done, you might get confused. And you might end up paying $300 that you didn't have to in the first place. So in order to solve that, I made it into a book. And what is the name of your book? New Business Launch Guy. And where would we would be able to find it? Because I'm going to post it in the, in the links when we get done and this goes out. I, I will send you the the link and and you can see the the YouTube as well. Uh, I I can send it to you. Okay. Last so, questions. Um, how do we find you, and how can we support your mission? So, um, and I can send you that. I'm actually in, you know, I'm actually in Facebook and, and, and Instagram. I have my Amor Umbrella, uh, AmorUmbrella.com website, and for my podcast, it's FunDestine.com. Um, the TV show website is actually getting launched and I'm going to have a main website that is going to be about everything I'm doing that's getting built and it's, um, it's newyorkacastaneda.com and that's coming up it's going to be launching in a couple of weeks um, so because I you know I, I don't think I will stop coming up with ideas anytime soon so i need to keep building on them and try to make the bigger impact as possible and i and i love your attitude i love your your willingness to crush it and but also to help bring other people along with you you know like robert garcia says you know a rising tide lifts all ships and i see that you're always promoting others and 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 also helping other veterans because we're all pretty much in the same boat so I, I really appreciate that. Okay, last question is, you know, I ask a thousand people and I get a thousand different answers. We live in a crazy world where we got grandparents homeschooling kids. Kids are staying home because of COVID. Parents trying to work two jobs just to put food on the table. Um, so if I ask the average person to do something in seven days, they're pretty much not going to get to it. But if I ask somebody to take an actionable step, in the next 24 hours, they're more likely to do it. So if you know somebody that's struggling with their business, what can they do in the next 24 hours to start to get help? Look out for help. You know, go to the... And I guarantee you that the whatever problem you're having and you're facing, you're not alone. There's... Right now, there's... Uh, a lot of groups um, geared toward entrepreneurs and there's a lot of mentorships there's a lot of books so look out for help find the one that works for you um, always have 
and that's something that you should always have as an entrepreneur, you should have more than one mentor, more than one person, and your kind of your informal uh, board or advisors uh, or formal. It can be both. Where when you face a problem, you can go ask and you know go ask for that help. Um, and sometimes that means asking the person next to you. So they're going to give you um, a different point of view. They, they, they're outside the box looking in and they can see the stuff that you're not seeing. So the, I would say is ask for help. We'll help you. I love that. So guys, if you love umbrellas, definitely check out Amore Umbrella. Guys, check out her new guide. to If you're a business owner, you need to pick it up. I checked it out. has a lot of great stuff that you would never really even think about until you start getting into it. And, Nierka, I'm so grateful that you decided to come on today. And I can't wait to talk to you later. I'm going to get my coffee ready, and I'm going to be all pumped up and excited. So thank you so much for hopping on and talking to us today. Thank you so much for having me. And, yes, I for you to be on my show uh, I would definitely talk about your story because I know an amazing story as well. Um, I think the world needs to hear, right? Well, I, as long as I get to hang out with you, I'm going to be a happy camper. Have <laughs> okay. a beautiful day, and I'll talk to you in a little bit. I'll send you those links a little bit. Okay, God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. Please hit subscribe and share. Please feel free to leave us a comment.